Welcome back, everyone. This is Axel, and this is also Daily DVR. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. You can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Today, I'm going to do a little something fun. A couple trailers, more than a couple. There's four trailers that uh, recently dropped. And I thought what I might do is talk a little bit about the project, watch the trailer, and then come back and kind of give my thoughts on the trailer. I was thinking about actually talking while the trailer's on, but I don't know if that ever works properly. Uh, it's kind of hard to hear. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about is Apple TV Plus. For All Mankind Season 4. Yeah, baby. It's back for all mankind. Let me tell you something. This show, more than any show that I can think of in recent memory, has leaned into what made it good and changed and become something almost completely different. Now, this is a show from mainly from Ronald D. Moore, of course, of Battlestar Galactica fame. Many other projects. People love this guy. He's got a following. So he knows what he's doing. This is my rule again. Do you know what you are as a show? And who's running the damn thing? So this guy knows what he's doing. He's done a lot of other shows. And he knew after a first season that, quite frankly, was trying very hard to be like a prestige TV, like a Mad Men in space. It's, I mean, basically, this is an alternate telling of the space race with um, more of a female centered, um, more female-centered show, storyline, and astronauts. It's basically like, what if women were able to integrate into the highest ranks of NASA earlier and take part in the discoveries that followed? Um, And it also deals with a lot of other alternate history that of the space race and of technology itself. So it expe- it started off with the idea that it was like for all mankind, right? Women are going to be, you know, that's what the show is going to be about. And I don't think it ever, in my opinion, at least, I don't think it ever um, hit you over the head with that at all. It was more of the advertising. The show itself, I think, was pretty true to itself. That's probably because of Ronald D. Moore. But um, it did get lost in the weeds. Some of the plot lines became rather soapy pretty quickly. There was... um, (laughs) They age up every year. uh, Every... I should... Well, I think it has been every year. The show comes out like once... It has been out like once a year, right? It started in 2019, this 2023. Um, But it, it... Every season, it jumps about a decade. Um, I think one season, it jumped a little bit more than that. And the cast kind of gets aged just you know it gets makeup 
And that's how they end up looking. Now the cast star, I guess, starring Joel Kinnaman, but really I'd say Chris Marshall and Jody Balfour are really the stars of the show, in my opinion, though they do kind of center a bit more on Joel Kinnaman and uh, what's the other guy, Michael Dorman, who surprisingly popped up in One Piece. He was the king of the pirates in the beginning of One Piece on Netflix. I thought that was kind of cool. I could recognize his smile. Um, but it started off trying to be this prestige show, Mad Men in Space, really couldn't get there. Second season, um, they kind of took a step back and said, okay, let's push the alternate history stuff a little bit more, but get a little crazier, maybe a little deeper, take a little more chances with the characters. That started working. And then season three, they were like, yeah, let's really do it. And I felt that the show, and actually at the towards the end of season two, became a bit of an action-adventure show. Um, I think things moved a lot faster. They took more chances. They were more confident. Um, it was more interesting too. the chances they took were, were a little bit, some of them were out of left field and some of the things that happens that happens with the characters kind of, you're like real, okay, let's do it. Um, great production design, great direction. There is a good amount of money that is, um, put into this show. Uh, I suggest it. So it's coming out, uh, in a fourth season and, uh, what Apple has released a little bit of a recruitment. I'll read, uh, the 10 episode fourth season picks up eight years after last season and sees happy Valley rapidly expanding its footprint on Mars by turning former foes into partners. They move from the moon to Mars now 2003 you see how 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 more advanced this show is in 2003 there they have successful uh mining uh capture and mining of valuable mineral rich asteroids that could change the future of both earth and mars and they're taking them from mars tensions between the residents of the now sprawling international base threaten to undo everything they're working for um, so what is say filming on the season wrapped in February and has not been impacted by the writer's strike. I'm going to watch it and then I'll come back and talk about it. They say we're running out of resources and we won't be able to fix things. Well, they don't know that we are the resources. So when the universe calls, Helios answers. We build with other nations. We find new hope. Our future depends on us. Their future depends on us. We all want to find our place in this universe. We all want to leave a legacy. Destiny awaits. <laughs> Come join us on Mars. <laughs> all right. Well, that was okay. I just played it. I don't know. This is the first time I'm doing this. So tell me what you think about this. There's a bit of a dead air there before. Um, but uh, that was pretty good. So basically what that was is it's not really a trailer. 
it is a like an infomercial or it's, it feels like an Amazon commercial for Helios, which is um, one of these uh, international is the international base. They run the international base. They're the company that was um, a question mostly last season um, with the different and, and this season before a bit too, but really last season, they really got into that. That was a lot of fun. Last season was a lot of fun. I know a lot of people, I think, were turned off from this show because of uh, feeling that it was like this Mad Men in space. It really is not. It's just a really good sci-fi show. It's a bit more dramatic. It leans more into the family dynamics and, and interpersonal politics in the first episode, in the first episodes towards the end of the first season. Leading into the second and third, it really is a lot more about the plot, about the alternate history stuff. So it kind of satiates that stuff. Um, and, what, and what I feel is a really good way, because you find out little each episode, you find out little things that are different from, uh, from our actual Earth. And I'm just thinking, what was the alternate? I can never remember the name of the uh, Amazon Prime alternate history TV show. Alternate history Amazon TV. I know some people out there are, uh, are yelling it at me. The man in the high castle. Which for me was always a disappointment in that respect. That I never felt like the man in the high castle really used that to full effect now that was a little bit different our earth existed in that version and for all mankind there's no you know there's no multiverse there's just the one earth that exists it's just different from ours you know it branched off at a certain point who knows though that's what i'm saying with this show i wouldn't be surprised that by the fourth, fifth season, if they keep going, and Apple's been pretty good about renewing things, I wouldn't be surprised if they went in that direction. Um, and this, I really like this uh, Helios recruitment ad releasing that because I think if people see this, they're not they're going to feel a little bit more of the alternate history stuff and the sci-fi stuff rather than the family and romance drama that I think this show is falsely known for. If they did a better job of marketing, which is something that I don't really get a good sense of, I have to be honest with you because I don't watch commercials on TV. I have ad blockers on all my, on my phone and on the computer. I don't really watch YouTube, TikTok. I don't watch videos on Facebook. I don't watch videos online, hardly ever. Um, this is probably going to be the most videos online that I'm watching. I'm like a TV dude. I sit down and turn on the big TV. Um, sometimes on my phone, I might pop like every once in a while watch a video, but I'm not really more so I might use the phone for YouTube TV to watch t what I consider to be TV on it. Um, so I'm not really in situations where I'm seeing a lot of diverse ads. I could sing about five different stupid songs because I am currently watching Shaws of Sunset on Bravo. 
uh, on demand through YouTube and they repeat the same dumb fucking commercials over and over again. Um, some, I, man, I can't even, that's going to blow my mind to even think of those things. So I'm going to move past it back to the subject for all mankind season four fun trailer, not really a trailer, more of a recruitment. But one of the things I liked about this trailer is that it seemed to mix maybe a little bit of stuff that's going to be coming from the show, but the technology looks cool. The, um, the kind of message that it's sending because there's a lot of political stuff that they deal with in this show. And I think from looking at this, maybe they're going to be dealing with kind of like the, is there really a government on Mars now? Right. Or is Helios the government? And they were moving towards things like that. Um, we see that in real life with, uh, SpaceX doing all the launches for NASA and everything like that. When something really goes wrong, who's really responsible, right? When things happen that, well, I guess we'll say anyway, great one. I really like that one. I suggest you watch the for all mankind and I'll include these in the show notes. Next up is a little bit of a fun one. I don't know how this one's going to be. So I just threw it in there. It's Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men. Time travels to the 1980s to save her mom in trailer for horror comedy, Totally Killer. Now, I have to admit, I am a fan of hers. I thought she was great in Mad Men. And I kind of, I didn't watch all of that, uh, what's it called, Serena, the teenage witch that they did on Netflix. I watched like a season and a half, but I thought she was really good. And I thought, and I always thought that she would be better in like a comedy than a drama because I think she's very deadpan and she just has a blank kind of face, which is probably the reason she was cast on Mad Men. Um, but uh, let's see. Kiernan Shipka bonds with her mom's teenage self while trying to stop a masked murderer in the first full trailer for the forthcoming horror comedy. Totally killer. Um, Nantacha Khan directed it, who that name sounds familiar uh, let's see the, oh, okay. Always be my maybe. Oh, okay. She directed always be my maybe. I really like that. That was great. Okay. And she, I guess she started on fresh off the boat. Okay. Interesting. See, I like, I like learning about someone while I'm going down the thing. Yeah. Always be my baby was great. Okay. Well, this was from 2018. Female-led greatest American hero nabs ABC pilot pickup. That didn't happen. Um, okay, this it's great when you look back at someone's history. Interesting. Okay, so I like that. It's also from Blumhouse, and I really liked when they do the horror comedy stuff. I actually like it. Uh, uh, what was the name of that movie where the where she repeats the happy death day. Yeah, that was it. I really like that. And the sequel too. they played around with time travel and, um, they had a great lead in that too. She was fantastic. So let's see, uh, Blumhouse hits prime video. See, and even coming out in theaters exclusively on August 6th, the movie centers on Shipka who goes out on a Halloween night, despite her protective mother played by Julie Bowen from modern family fame, 
warnings and finds herself attacked by the infamous killer who murdered her mom's friends years ago. Jamie then accidentally time travels to the 1980s to just before the original crimes took place and has to prevent them from happening in order to return to the present day. But, uh-oh, if she prevents them from happening, what could happen? Oh, my God. Um, her mom, played by Olivia Holt. Let's see. All right. Randall Park is in it. Um, let's see. Anyone else that I would know? Not really. Uh, all right. I'm going to watch this here. Are we, um, I'll play a little bit of it, but it's like three minutes I'd like to long. report a crime that hasn't happened yet. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's going to be a murder tonight. <laughs> Hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Dirt. Look at all these twigs. Yeah, I could give you a gummy this big that has 100 times more weed than this. All right. Hey, you know what? That was actually pretty good. I, I liked it. I think I would watch that movie. Um, they definitely, uh, I like, I like how Kiernan Shipka is playing this character. It is like, just like I said, like she's kind of deadpan and it's pretty funny. Uh, has that Blumhouse look. It looks good. They don't look like they're overdoing the eighties stuff, uh, but it looks pretty funny. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. It doesn't have too many people that I recognized. Um, she was probably the only person I recognized. It seemed it, it, it gave me a it gave me a little uh of that eighties, like when it went to the eighties, she's approached by some woman who's talking about doing cocaine and shit, which of course makes me think of my favorite better off dead. Pure snow. Anyway, totally killer coming out in October, couple weeks. I would watch that movie. I actually would. All right, let's move it on. Um now, this, of course, is, I know, going to be amazing. And I have not watched any of the trailers yet. I don't think. Maybe a little bit here and there. But I'm going to watch this full trailer right now for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, baby. The Western epic, which details the reign of terror that saw a series of wealthy Osage nation Members murdered for their oil money in 1920s Oklahoma reunites Scorsese with his longtime collaborators Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, who is not underaged, <laughs> de-aged in this. The $200 million Apple film was shot on location in Osage County with various members of the nation working closely with Scorsese to ensure historical accuracy. DiCaprio plays Ernest Buckhart, the conniving husband of oil heiress Molly Kyle, while De Niro stars as the villainous business magnate William Hale. It's based on the book of the same name. Let's see who else is in it. Jesse Plemons, John Lithgow. Wow, Brendan Fraser, Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson. Oh, aren't those both singers? That's interesting. Okay. He is it's you know what? Hey, don't ever forget. Martin loves the uh the music. Um interesting. All right, I'm gonna watch this and then we'll talk about it. Here, I'll play a little bit more of this one. What land is this? My land. 
Well, well, our war hero has arrived. You made a good choice coming back here. Those days are the finest, wealthiest, and most beautiful people on God's earth. They outsmart everybody. They have a say. Who gets the oil? Son, I got a question. You like women? <laughs> That's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you love me either, Leonardo. Wow. Holy cow. I like doing this because you know what? Usually I don't watch trailers. I'm not going to remember any of this. Good. But because um, I don't like spoilers. But wow. That looks amazing. This looks really good, man. And Leo's got some shit in his mouth. I don't know what he's doing there, man. His whole jaw looks different. So, oh, so they're the they're kind of, so he's caught between it. Oh, I see. So these deaths that they speak of, I don't know much about this. Honestly, I do not know the history through uh, of this, but um so De Niro's playing his uncle, who seems like he's calling out all these hits and trying to take out all these people to take their oil money. And then Leo falls in love um, and then marries an oil heiress. Uh, I see. And then that's why it's like, you've got to choose. So that's what it's really about, where Leo is caught between the love of a woman he perhaps only married to con but now he's fallen in love with her not only her but her people and the life that they the way they've welcomed him but de niro's like you gotta kill him so then they do so then scorsese can get some of that mafia shit in there <laughs> motherfucker loves shit like having somebody get capped on film uh, a man of peace. Let's after this, he'll make another Jesus movie. But for now, there was about five people who I saw get shot in the back of the head in that trailer. <laughs> they didn't even know it was coming. That's he loves that too. That's kind of a Scorsese special, right? Like where the person gets just the gun. Damn, you don't even know it's coming. Uh, that looks amazing. Now again, we talked about this a little bit on uh, on the show previously. Uh, I believe this movie is about four hours long. Um, so <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to be, yeah, let's see. It opens October 20th before streaming globally on Apple TV. Uh, yeah, I will be watching this probably over the course of three days, but it looks awesome. Damn, yo, Leo looks good, man. He's freaking, how old is he? He's like 50, right? What a good trailer. Okay. I really dig it. Digging it, man. Really digging it. All right. We're going to jump over to the trailer for A Murder at the End of the World, which I've spoken about before. Um, Britt Marling is one of the creators. 
a mystery series featuring a Gen X amateur sleuth and tech-savvy hacker, Darby Hart. Darby and eight other guests are invited by a reclusive billionaire to participate in a retreat at a remote location. When one of the other guests is found dead, Darby must use her skills to prove it was murder before the killer takes another life. This is A Murder at the End of the World. Coming to FX on Hulu, November 14th. I sometimes wonder, would it have been better? go I think about it like a coin toss when their life can go one way or another to finding a way out oh damn all right that was awesome. Yeah, man. Clive Owen, Britt Marling, and uh, the star here, Darby Hart. Interesting. From the trailer, already I can tell this is going to be a fun one because there's some weird images of people with maybe, is that a spacesuit on or is that an underwater diving suit? What the hell's going on? There's some crazy circular home in the middle of the snow in Antarctica or some shit. But then it's flashing to another place. It looks like you see the story of a love that she has with some dude. But is that the past? Is that only a flashback? What's going on? And it says, maybe I shouldn't have gone. Is that in the future? This has got to have to be everything that they do is has some kind of dimensional time and space weirdness to it. So I'm assuming this is going to be the same. I wonder how much Britt Marling and Clive Owen are in it. It seems like they may just be secondary characters um, to the main star. But man, it looks beautiful. The cinematography, the colors too. Very kind of um, light, almost pastels. It's interesting blues and greens and pinks and reds. Very interesting stuff as I kind of scroll through it again, too. With a lot of nice white shots. A lot, Very, very uh, Kubrick. A lot of centered shots. I see a, a couple of zooms in there. Somebody riding a bicycle inside of a house that has like a deep red carpet, little shining-esque type thing happening there. But yeah, this is uh, this is like top show that I'm most looking forward to. Um, I think it's going to be really awesome. Uh, it looks very, very good. All right, I'm going to throw in another 
it very interesting uh, tr final trailer that recently came out for a movie that's debuting in the cinema, no doubt, in two weeks on September 29th. Um, and it is the creator uh, directed by Gareth Edwards, who his, the original movie he did was a really fantastic movie, which also um, brought to my attention Scoot McNary, which is Monsters. I really like that movie. I, I know it was 2010. Uh, I don't know how many people saw that movie, but um, that's a movie that really kind of brought him to my attention and also Scoot McNary too, who went on to be uh, in many TV shows and films and just great stuff. That's Gareth Edwards. And uh, this is the final trailer for his high concept sci-fi feature, The Creator. Set admits the future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence, Joshua, John David Washington, great physical actor, as we saw in Tenet. Otherwise, not so sure, as we saw in Players. But he is Denzel's son. Dude can run on second best on-screen runner after Tom Cruise. A hardened ex-special forces agent grieving the disappearance of his wife, Gemma Chan, who was, wait, Gemma Chan, she was in that, yes, she was, she was in the Humans TV show where she played an artificial intelligence. He soon recruited to hunt down and kill the creator, the elusive architect of advanced AI who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war and mankind itself. Joshua and his team of elite operatives journey across enemy lines into the dark heart of AI occupied territory only to discover the world ending weapon. He has been instructed to destroy is an AI in the form of a young child. The film looks like it cost $200 million, but came in at about eighty. Wow. That's pretty good. Ken Wantanabe, Sturgill Simpson again. Isn't that that singer dude? Hold on a second. That's the dude that uh, Aaron, and he did that weird Netflix movie too. Yeah, he's a singer, songwriter, and actor. Okay, I guess he's doing more acting because he's showing up in a bunch of shit now. But yeah, A. Hustler loves this dude. He did some weird Netflix... Um, I don't, I can't remember. It was like an animated, he, he sings about tripping and aliens and shit. That's why Aaron likes him. Uh, all right. I'm going to watch this. The final trailer for the creator. What's heaven? This does look great. beautiful place in the sky. Oh, this is his kid. No. Okay. Oh, spaceship. Only good person to go to heaven. Oh, only good per. So, oh, nice. Wow. I can't go to heaven because you're not good. Uh oh. And I'm not a person. Oh, we were tricked. That's later in the movie. Whoa. Gonna get me. 
Is that Jodie Foster? Oh, it's Alison Jen. I'm like a bodyguard. I'm getting you out of this. Oh, okay. Ooh, very good. Ooh, operatic. Wow. Okay. Ooh, the creator. All right. Wow. Damn. Now, let me tell you something. From watching that, it seems like the typical, you know, goes to kill the kid, the kid, he loves the kid. It's like the kid that he didn't have because his wife maybe... She died or something happened. She looked like she was pregnant. Now he's in love with the kid. We saw that. Remember A Perfect World with Kevin Costner? You fall. You always fall in love with the kid or the animal. It always happens, people. They complain about it. The hitman, the, the rough dude, the damaged guy. Guess what? He's going to fall in love with that kid. He's going to fall in love with that girl. He's going to fall in love with that animal. something's going to happen to him. Oh, he's going to open up. He's going to find love and he's going to become the protector now. Now he's going to save this AI that doesn't even know what it is, but does it? That's the real question. Is he being manipulated specifically by the AI to look like a kid because it knows he lost a kid because it's fucking AI and it knows everything? These are the questions that we must answer in the creator I don't know about the story to this one, but damn, that looks good for real. There's some shots in this, especially when they mix some actual location shots, it looks like, with um, with the CGI. Yeah, wow. There's some really beautiful mountainous shots mixed with mixed with uh, technology and ships and buildings and and the design of the AI kid too, robotic AI kid and other people that look similar. That is pretty cool. Yeah, this will be one I'll definitely be watching when it gets to the home video. Most deaf, yo. And uh, not a lot of action in that though. You see some things exploding. You see some big... Huge, maybe, you know, set piece shots, but I didn't see JDW is what I'm going to call him. John David. I didn't see him running or anything like that, man. Those shoulders pumping. That guy gets his shoulders pumping when he runs. I like that. Wow. All right. Well, hey, you know what? This has been a fun one. A little short podcast. I watch the trailers for um, the creator, a murder at the end of the world killers of the flower moon totally killer for all mankind season four that was fun hey you know what this is something i could do again i know you tell you all tell me is it better when i talk over it maybe turn the volume down a little or what i was doing is i was watching a little bit of it then kind of pausing and then coming back in maybe that that abrupt cut There might be some abrupt cuts in this. I'm going to have to listen back to it. But anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you all for listening. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. I liked all of these trailers. I really did. That's that's the rarity for me. Uh, Head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash dvr. 
Thank you very much. Email us to dvrpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group over at Daily DVR, a TV and film group. Peace.